Guys, I have an amazing episode for you today. I got a chance to sit down with Brett Curry from OMG Commerce. Uh, I've known of Brett for a long time. We're actually agency partners with them now. Uh, we're their preferred Facebook uh, vendor, and uh, they are our preferred uh, YouTube vendor for when people are spending a lot of money on YouTube. He walks through a bunch of incredible ways to actually be profitable with YouTube ads in e-commerce, and it was all, the entire conversation was around e-commerce. Uh, we've seen YouTube work really well in other industries, but for e-commerce, it's always been one of those sort of hard to crack areas and Brett just walks us through everything such a good conversation and above all just a great guy At Mindful Marketing, we know that you want your brand to be successful. In order to do that, though, you need to predictably acquire new customers. The problem is Facebook and Google are only getting more expensive, which makes you feel unsure of whether your brand will survive. We believe that building a community of loyal and repeat customers is the answer. We understand how hard it is to predictably grow a brand, which is why we have created a system using our own mid-seven-figure e-commerce brand as a test case. And here's how we do it. Number one, we execute a profitable ads strategy. Number two, we build a brand-owned loyal base of repeat customers. And number three, we grow exponentially, predictably, and consistently. So download our free sales launch checklist at mindfulmarketing.co slash SLC so you can stop having sales that bomb and instead grow your revenue predictably and exponentially. All right, guys, I am here with Brett Curry from OMG Commerce, my three most favorite words to say in the world. Brett, welcome to Secrets <laughs> to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Hey, man, thanks for having me on. Delighted to be here and excited to be chatting with you again. You know, you were on my <laughs> podcast. I get to be on your podcast, so it's good to hang out again. Yes, yes, this is great. Yes, two podcasters talking, uh, nothing can go wrong. You know, sometimes <laughs> I, I do a lot of founder interviews. Yeah. And a lot of the times, it's actually their very first interview that they've ever done. And so it's a little bit more like walking, you know, people through it. But when I'm on with another podcaster, we just get it, you know? There's yeah, just yeah, yeah. It just, it just clicks, it flows. There will be no dead air, right? Like we will fill the void with uh, all kinds of thoughts and speaking and such. So <laughs> dead, dead air gives me so much anxiety. I'm like, people are going to shut this thing off. <laughs> it will not happen today. That is our commitment. So Brett, for people who don't know you, which I mean, I think people who are listening to this should at least have some sense of who you are. <laughs> tell, uh, tell our audience a little bit about who you are uh, and what you do. Absolutely. So I'm the CEO and co-founder OMG Commerce. You see the logo here in our, our new uh, little studio. But we're a, a digital marketing agency. And so we focus primarily in two different areas. The Google search shopping and YouTube ecosystem. So kind of the Google ads ecosystem and then the Amazon ads ecosystem. And so we're 100% e-commerce. Uh, we're a growing agency. So we got about 45 on our team. And I get to nerd out a lot on YouTube ads. And in fact, I, I, that's usually if I'm speaking or, or traveling, you know, back when that was actually a thing, it was to go in and talk about YouTube ads for e-commerce. And so we're one of the top spenders on YouTube ads for e-commerce companies. And so I have a, a wealth of knowledge there, but, but yeah, that's what we do. We live, eat, breathe, sleep e-commerce. We love it. And, you know, we love watching good brands and helping good brands grow online. Ah, I love it. I love it. This is great because YouTube for e-commerce, I think is one of those things that a lot of people have not cracked, right? If they're doing it on their own. For sure. Uh, I'm looking forward to diving in and I, I'm going to actually probably get half an hour of free consulting here for my brands Absolutely. on YouTube. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, totally. <laughs> 
Um, one of the benefits I, of being a podcast host, right? You get free consulting while you're having interviews and stuff. Totally. Exactly. It's like, oh yeah, I really want to interview that person for just knowing what they do. <laughs> so I actually first heard of Brett um, at, uh, through Ezra Firestone, who is, uh, you know, pretty big in the e-commerce space. Um, and I think you guys were doing some kind of co-branded webinar together. Yeah. Um, yeah we put out a, a YouTube masterclass together. So I wrote the content partner with Ezra for that. We did kind of a Google, smart Google traffic. And then we got a new thing in the works too, which will be kind of more, a little more bite-sized. It'll be coming pretty soon. Uh, how fun. At smartmarketer.com. But, but yeah, Ezra's a good friend. We, we've run all the Google and YouTube ads for Boom by Cindy Joseph for maybe four years now. Oh, um, amazing. He's just a good friend as well. Can I just say he is like somebody who I personally aspire to be like. Like I love seeing, sure. and maybe that's just his public persona. I don't know. Like maybe he just puts he's it He's like that all the time. I mean, at least all the time I've been around him. Uh, yeah, he's just, he's genuine. He wants to help people. He's crazy smart. He's just, just a good dude. Like just a guy you want to know, you know? Yeah. Yeah, just seems like an amazing guy. But this podcast is not about Ezra Firestone today, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> Let's walk through. I want to start. What kind of brands does it make sense for them to go all in on YouTube? Or yeah. at least just get their feet wet. Great. So I think there's a, there's a few ways you can look at it. Will your ad work on YouTube? And then in terms of, you know, is, is your product, does it show well visually? Is, is video a good medium to, to demonstrate and show your product? And then you also have to look at, you know, what kind of the math work for YouTube as well. Totally. So we can kind of talk about both of those things. But, you know, really for most product categories, e-commerce product categories, video works great, right? People want to see products in action, even if it's, yeah. apparel and clothing or accessories. They want to see it on people and moving and, you know, in its own environment and what it should, you know, what it should be doing for you. So video should work for most e-commerce brands. On the math side of the equation, kind of break this down as we go, but typically you want to be able to afford like a cost per acquisition of about $50 or more to okay. really scale on YouTube. Now, if you have a lower CPA, a lower cost per acquisition goal, you can still make YouTube work, but it's a little more difficult at scale. So are we talking about directly attributable click CPA here? Yes. Because I personally, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think YouTube is such a brand play that there must be an insane amount of direct traffic that comes if you're running at scale. Is that correct? You are You are 100% correct that, you, and, and this is where you kind of have to shift your thinking a little bit. You need to, you need to look at, look at direct conversions because that's going to indicate, you know, is my video really compelling? Am I on the right track? Am I reaching the right audience? So yeah. looking at direct conversions, but that doesn't tell the whole story, right? You're, you're going to see, and what we see frequently is after someone ramps up, a YouTube campaign. And we were just doing this with a, with a large national hair care product brand. And this is a big brand, but their branded search has gone up like 40% since we launched YouTube. And we're being pretty wow. aggressive on YouTube for them because they want to be. Uh, but so we're seeing direct conversions from YouTube, but then we're also seeing this nice brand lift as well. And so we're big fans of trying to measure it as best as we can, but you're right that the direct conversions from YouTube only tells part of the story. Are you guys looking at view through conversions as well? So we, yeah, we do pay attention to those. You know, I know uh, right now, and, and so we, we have a lot of people that come to us that are that are big Facebook advertisers, right? They're spending six figures on, on Facebook video ads and they want to diversify and try out YouTube, right? Because either they're, you know, tired of the volatility or worried about iOS 14 or, or something like that. And, and so 
the standard for Facebook, and this is my understanding, you correct me if I'm wrong, Facebook will include a one-day view through and uh, I guess not surprised, seven-day click through kind of as a default. Yeah. I know you can adjust. Yeah, it. seven and one is the is the new default. Seven and one is the default. So yeah. for YouTube, it's a 30-day click through and a three-day view through as the standard, but they separate out view through conversion. So they're not included together. So basically when you're looking at the conversion column, in your YouTube ad campaigns, that's just click conversions. So you'd have to add in the view through conversion. So we go in and we, we modify that. We make it a usually a 30 day click and a one day view or a seven day click and a one day view. And then we'll we'll do kind of a custom calculation and combine them for people that wanna see them combined. Yeah. But, but YouTube does separate out view through conversions. Okay, okay, great. Sorry, I totally derailed your, your three point sermon you were giving me before <laughs> and- <laughs> It's good, man. I like I like the back and forth and the and the shooting all over the place because you know people are, other people have those same questions as well. And so so yeah, I, I think that that summarizes it pretty well. I think for most e-commerce brands, you got to consider YouTube. And if you're running video ads on Instagram and Facebook successfully, then you can almost certainly do the same thing on YouTube. Awesome, awesome. Did you have a third point there before I start asking more and more pointed questions that are going to help me advertise better on YouTube? Uh, I don't think I had a third point there. <laughs> I'm sure it'll come up at some point, but no, just in, in terms of looking at would your brand benefit from YouTube? I think it's looking at kind of, you know, the nature of the product. Do you need an ad? Do you not need an ad? Is it something so simple that really a picture is going to tell the whole story? No need, no need for a video. Uh, and then does the math work? Those are kind of the, the main questions. And then kind of as a third thing, I would look at, hey, if you're running video ads successfully on, on Facebook and Instagram, then, then you got to consider YouTube as well. Let's talk about the anatomy of a good ad. Yeah. What does that look like? Have you broken that down into a science or is it art every time? Or is it art it science? Is... Yeah, it's art and science blended together. I think you know you can really be somewhat formulaic here, but then be creative as well. So following a template, following some guidelines, looking for kind of these must-have elements for your ad, but then letting your personality shine through, letting your brand personality shine through. So I believe in templates and following kind of a hey, the best, most successful ads have these elements. You should have them too, but you can still yeah. be you in, in the process. And so a few things that I'll kind of highlight that are different about YouTube ads than say Facebook or Instagram video ads. And then we'll get into kind of some of the must-have elements. So uh, one, 96% of people that watch YouTube and that consume a YouTube ad do so with the sound on, right? So the sound is on when you watch a YouTube video. So that's, I'm guessing those metrics are probably completely reversed for Facebook, right? Com always Completely always reversed. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, yeah. yeah, you don't need like sound sometimes on Facebook is like, no one's going to turn it on. Yeah, we're just going to throw some <laughs> cheesy music in here because who cares? No one's going to hear it anyway. Yeah, 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 so, exactly. So 96% so of people listen with the sound on. We've seen where you can take the same video. So, and, and we have a lot of people, like I said, coming to us that are being successful on, on Facebook and they want to try YouTube. And so they'll have this great compelling ad that all it is is superimposed text and images and video and music. And so as a first step, you could just narrate what the what the text is, is said, and you'll improve performance. Google put out a study that if you have a, a combination of text on screen and a voiceover narration, 40% increase in ad recall. So people just remember, they engage with it better, it, it works It works better. So 96% of the time, the sound is on. Yeah, it's really okay. interesting. You know, another difference is if you're trying to get conversions, so if you're trying to get those direct conversions, and even if you're looking at brand lift as well, 
we found that like a minute and a half to three and a half minutes okay. is kind of the sweet spot for a YouTube video ad. You can run shorter ads. And, and if you talk to a, a Google rep and there's some great ones out there, they will push. There, sorry, there videos. are? A few, yeah, a few trying to be nice. Uh, some that, that have just, you know, read the, the company lines and that's all they, they uh, spout off. But, yeah. uh, the, you know, Google's always like, hey, hey, six second bumpers. You know, and we were just on a call with one of our reps. And I was like, we don't, we're not going to do six second. We've tried six second bumpers. We've tried them like in a million different ways. And they don't that to me makes clients. no sense. What, it doesn't make any sense. What, yeah. Like for the same cost, why would you make a six second bumper comparatively to a minute and a half where you can indoctrinate right. people into your brand? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it's and just the, logic. Thing, exactly. It's just, it's just easy math. And yeah, it does not take any special degree to, to come to that conclusion. And so what we found is, you know, if you look at a, at a good Instagram ad or, or Facebook ad. I know some friend, like a friend of mine that has this coffee company, really successful. And he's got this ad that's just like someone pouring hot fudge on a cake and then he's got the coffee sitting next to it. It's just, it's just like beautiful. I mean, thinking about it makes me hungry, but that's all it is. And then, but then there's this great copy above it and it explains the coffee and all the cool stuff that goes with it. Well, you can't run that on YouTube because the video does the whole, has to tell the whole story, right? There's not copy blocks around it. Yeah. Like the video yeah. has to tell the story. The other thing about Facebook or Instagram is if I see that, you know, this is kind of like the food porn thing right where it's just it's just chocolate it's just beautiful i just want to stare at it for like 20 seconds i can just i can just sit there and stare at it if i want to and yeah. then click through with youtube you know once the ad's over it's moving on right so so the the longer the longer ad works better we've tested uh, we worked with this uh, pretty large deodorant brand uh, national brand and of course and so we uh, they had this they had two cuts of the same commercial one was a minute and 10 seconds one was 30 seconds but it was the same ad the same actor was in the ad, the same premise, just one was shorter, the other one was longer. The minute 10 version did literally 10x in terms of conversions of the, the 30 second. And I think that there's no real magic there. It's just if you can get someone to stick around and pay attention and engage a little bit longer, you're so much more likely to get them to click and take action. And so I've got a sorry, I'm an ahead. interrupter, man. Do like, it, do it. I'm, yeah. So when creating videos, right? What tends to work better from the millions and millions of dollars that you've spent? Is it a brand centric video or product centric video? So we, that's a great question. Brand centric or product centric. Usually it's going to be product centric for our brand. So we work primarily with up and coming e-commerce brands. We have a couple of okay. pretty big brands to work with too, but, but more, you know, up and coming brands. So someone doing two, three, four, five million, you know, on, on their way to 20 or 50 million, you know? And so yeah. usually it's, it's more product focused. And we found video ads are usually more successful if it's focused on one product or one product category rather than, hey, here's our brand and here's all the millions of things we offer and stuff like that. That can work. And I, I could see the the brand approach working, you know, potentially in your case, you know, with, with a clothing company, because it'd be really hard to just like have an ad about a dress, right? You want the ad to be about, it's the whole summer line. We've got all, you know, things that make totally. summer better, you know, but as an example, so using Boom by Cindy Joseph, Ezra's company, as an yeah. example, you know, they, they do moisturizer and and they do this mascara product and lots of other things. We've really only found for top of funnel YouTube, just their makeup replacements called Boomstick. That's the only thing that works really well for them at scale on YouTube. So it's, it's one product and it's makeup. And then once someone buys that, then we can sell them all the other stuff. And we use YouTube to, to sell all the other stuff too, once someone becomes a customer. But usually, yeah, product focused. And if it can be one product or one bundle or one category, that's better than just a brand, a general brand message. Are you running those type of videos or shopping videos that have the products underneath? 
Yeah, great question. So we we are running, uh, and, and so actually both those you described are, are part of the TrueView umbrella, but I'll, I'll kind of break that down for you because it's, it's interesting and it's, <laughs> it's useful It's useful to know. So TrueView is kind of this umbrella of ads that, that YouTube slash Google offers. And basically it's called TrueView because you as an advertiser only pay if someone engages with the video. So they have to watch at least 30 seconds of the video if it's 30 seconds or longer, or the whole video if it's less than 30 seconds, or they have to click through to your site. So they've got to engage with it or else you don't pay. So you don't pay for, for an impression that ends in a skip or you know someone closing out of the browser not watching the whole video. So that's, what called, that's why it's called TrueView. We primarily are running what's called TrueView for action. So same premise, you only pay if someone you know, views the video or, or clicks through, but you're also able to tell Google that, hey, we wanna do this and we wanna pay $30 CPA, right? Which I, and I, I know I mentioned earlier that that's tricky to do on YouTube. It's usually better if you're $50 or, or more because you just have okay. more to play with. Um, and then there's TrueView for shopping is what you were talking about. So basically that is the TrueView ad, but then you have the Google shopping ads that are, that are next to it. So the product listing ads, the picture, yeah. title, price, those ads are right around your YouTube video. We found those work best for remarketing. So for top of funnel, direct response, you know, going after cold traffic, trying to get them to convert. We don't use TrueView for shopping. We use TrueView for action. Hey guys, do you want the checklist that helped me generate $250,000 of e-commerce sales in 24 hours? If so, we're giving it away for free at mindfulmarketing.co slash SLC. Download that today. Is that just because of the customer relationship? Like you're just basically like, if you're running a shopping ad, you're like, hey, you don't know about me, but buy my stuff. Is yeah, that- I think it's right. So, it, you know, the, the couple of things about it. One, you're you're distracted by the price and the title. If I'm watching this Boom by Cindy Joseph video and it's showing me this alternative to makeup and I'm hearing these women talk about it and I'm seeing it being applied, but then next to it is the picture and price. It's like just, you know, the coupon circular next to me. I'm distracted by that. And now I'm on totally. the price. So we find that price is usually a distraction. So we want to just say, hey, focus on the video. But then when you're ready, click here to visit the site, right? Click yeah. here to, to learn more, to go a little bit deeper. Now, once someone's already been to the site and they've already experienced the brand and they kind of know the story and they've, they've already seen the price, then we have no problem showing those, those shopping ads to that shopper. But yeah, I think having the price right there by the video kind of steals some of the mystique and it distracts, you know, you, you've kind of lost them. And now all they're thinking about is, is money. So if someone's distracted by price, they're not going to pay attention to your entire message. So that's why we like TrueView for action versus TrueView for shopping, at least to cold traffic on YouTube. Okay. That's really, really good to know because I would think the tendency of people, if they're going to get in there and start running their own YouTube ads is to immediately be like, well, that's what I want. I want people to shop. So let's do shopping ads, right? And the other interesting dynamic at play here is for TrueView for shopping, you're bidding on a cost per view basis. So you're telling Google that, hey, we're willing to pay 10 cents, 12 cents, whatever per view. So what we found, and I'm I'm sure you see this on, on Facebook, we hear this from other Facebook advertisers. If you tell Google or Facebook that we want views, they're going to get you views, right? Yes. With TrueView for action, you're saying, Google, I want converters. I want people that are going to buy, people that are going to add to cart, people that are going to take some specific action. Okay. So if you tell Google that's what you want, Google will go find you people that are likely to take action. And so that's another reason why TrueView for action trumps TrueView for shopping when you're talking cold traffic. 
Okay, interesting. That's super good to know. So are you doing like a target ROAS or a target CPA or a mix of both? Yeah, so only target CPA because that's all okay. that's, that's available to you oh, okay. with YouTube. Uh, we like target ROAS as well. So when, when you're looking at the smart bidding options that, that Google has to offer, target CPA has kind of been around the longest. It's the most established. It's usually consistent. It usually works pretty well if you have good conversion history. Yeah. Uh, and that's all that's available for, for YouTube. Now, if you're looking at search or shopping, you can do target return on ad spend and, and that works great too. But for YouTube, it's only target CPA or okay. maximize conversions, either one of those, but I prefer target CPA. Okay. Sounds good. So you're mentioning that like, you know, you should probably get used to like a $50 CPA on YouTube. Yes. Should you then bid down, like down to 30? Or is that going to just stop your, your videos from being able to, to yeah, be shown? You can certainly try. And, you know, we do have some clients that are getting conversions at, at $20 CPA or $30 CPA. It's just that usually, and it all depends on the price of the offer and, and how broad the offer is and things like that. But usually as you have a lower CPA, there's just less traffic you can get, right? Because if, if the way you got to look at it is Google is still charging you by the view. Right. And so, yeah. so there, even though you're trying to hit this target CPA and they're trying to hit that target CPA for you, you're still paying for the view. Well, view costs only, you know, very so much. And so then you're looking at, okay, well, then it comes down to how many clicks am I getting and what's my conversion rate? Well, there's only certain ranges there. You're not going to get a 10% conversion rate or something like that. You know, there's going to be some windows in there. You know, you maybe get one to five or 6% conversion rate, depending on the, the offer. And you probably can't do a whole lot better than that. Right. So that, that's where, when you just kind of back into the math or analyze it, you kind of need about a $50 CPA to really get scale. Okay. On YouTube. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, but you can, so to answer your question, you can start high and bid down. Totally fine. Sometimes you'll reach a level though, where you just stop getting impressions, but that's not a huge risk, right? If you want to keep experimenting and bidding down, then, you know, worst case scenario, you, you stop getting impressions and you're not, you're not spending money. Okay. How many conversions does Google need to really start optimizing? And is that at the ad set level at the campaign level? Where, where does that happen? Yep. It's at the, it's at the campaign level. So there's a, there's a few things. Google does look at your conversions from an account level. So they, they okay. do pay attention at the account level, but really what you want to focus in on more is at the campaign level. So if you're using okay. smart bidding, we're using target return on ad spend. Google really says, Hey, once you hit about 35 conversions a week, now the algorithm, they feel like, man, we're confident. We got, we got enough data here that we can really start giving you some consistent performance. If you're brand new, you don't have any conversions. It may be a little bit volatile uh, to begin with. And okay. once you can get to kind of that 35 conversions per week, campaigns can usually become more consistent. Okay, good to know. Last thing I want to talk to you about is targeting. Do you, do you have a targeting hack for us? What's the best kind of targeting that, yeah. that you guys have seen work well? It's interesting. So, you know, the, the beauty of targeting on, on YouTube is that you've got all of Google's data working with you and, and for you, right? And really no two companies know more about us than Facebook and, and Google. But with Google, we have a lot of, we got search behavior, right? We have, we have behavioral data. And so mm -hmm. my favorite audience, and there's actually a lot of audiences that we like to use. And, and if you're going to scale, you know, we, we have some clients that have gone from zero in, in daily spend 10,000 up to 30,000 a day, you know, and spend wow. while hitting CPA. Wow. So I mean, there's tons and tons of volume on YouTube. So this isn't the only audience I would use, but it's unique to YouTube. And it's pretty fantastic. So it's called custom intent. And basically what you're doing with custom intent is you're giving Google a list of keywords. And you're saying, Google, build me an audience of people that have in the last four 
14 days, search for these, you know, search using these keywords, these search terms on Google or on YouTube. And then no way. them up in a nice little audience. How did I not know you could do that? Yeah. <laughs> It's been around a little while. It, it, so it's gotten better and better over time. It's been around a little while, but in the beginning, like when it first came out as an audience, we tested it. And a lot of times we're like, well, we're just not doing anything. Like we're getting barely any views. We've had some custom intent audiences now in like some health and skincare uh, areas where like one audience, we spent $3,000 a day on this custom intent audience and, and, and at, uh, at our CPA target. And so, so then you can think about, all right, well, what are the keywords someone's typing in that would indicate they're a good fit for me, right? It could be like early stage research questions. Yeah. It could be searches about a problem that you solve. It could be searches for your competitor, you know? And so you can you can package all of this up and say, yeah, Google, if, if someone's searching on YouTube, and, and this is another thing that a lot of people don't consider, is that YouTube is the number two search engine online, yeah. right? There are more yeah. searches conducted on YouTube, even though it's a video sharing site, yeah. more searches are conducted on YouTube than on, on any other search engine other than Google. And so that is one of the primary ways people interact with YouTube videos is by searching. And so you can say, hey, whether someone searches on Google, or on YouTube for this particular thing, I want to show my ad to them. And so that's often a, a great place to start. Where uh, is that set up? All... Is that in audiences? It's in audiences, yeah. So it's in the audience manager inside of, of Google Ads. So all your YouTube campaigns are managed inside Google Ads. But yeah, you go to the audience manager. It's it's a custom audience. And so- That's the custom combination. Yeah. Audience. So, and just to clarify a little bit, it's not called custom intent anymore. So just, just like, you know, all the, all the platforms, Amazon, Facebook, yeah. YouTube, you know, they, everything changes changes like daily. So so to be to be even more specific, it's not called custom intent anymore. It used to be called that. Uh, it's just called custom audiences. But to create a true custom intent audience, then in your custom audience, all you would fill out is the, the search terms of the keywords, and then choose the option that says people that have searched for this. And then that creates people still call it a custom intent, even though you won't see that name inside of, of Google Ads. But yep, audience manager, custom audiences and then load it, load up your keywords and choose, you know, people that have searched for this recently. One more in the weeds question. Sure. Uh, broad match targeting, phrase yeah. match targeting. So, like, so does that right. matter? Match types don't matter, right? Yeah. So match types don't matter. It's going to be fairly broad and, and that's okay because what you want, you know, you're not trying to be super surgical here with your targeting. You need enough people yeah. Yeah, so that, that the algorithm can start showing the ad and experimenting and learning and then just finding out who converts. So if you go too focused, because we've we tried that in the early days, you know, we've, been doing, we've been doing this now for about four years and then spent you know, tens of millions on the, on the platform. If you go too targeted to begin with, usually the campaign just doesn't take off, right? So you kind of like, like I've heard, you know, from some Facebook advertisers, you want like a million people in your, you know, look like audience yes. or whatever. You, totally. you, you want a decent size audience or else the algorithm just doesn't get going. Yeah. Okay. So similar. Brett, you're convincing me to really go hard on YouTube this year. I'm going to fail and then I'm going to call you. So you got to look at it, man. Hey, I'd be happy to review, happy to <laughs> chat about whatever you're doing. And uh, yeah, man, I've got, I've got a couple of free resources for you to check out too, if you want to see some examples of YouTube ads. And, and so, yeah, happy to happy to help out. Oh, awesome. Good. Well, when we're done, we got about five more minutes here, but uh, at the end, I'd love for you to give us a link to those resources. Yeah. Uh, uh, awesome. If, we'll do it. if you have it, that'd be absolutely great. And for those, uh, sorry, I didn't mention before, uh, OMG Commerce is actually our, uh, YouTube partner at Mindful yes. Marketing. And we're one of their Facebook partners. So exactly. it's a really a match made in heaven. So it is it's awesome. good because we don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I know enough Facebook like to, to talk shop, but I don't know it. And so, but the two do complement each other well. And that's where our two agencies can, can work well together. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Okay. I got to ask you the question I ask everybody who comes on the podcast. What is your secret to scaling? Secret to scaling? Man, I, so th 
this is this is one of those things where I don't know what like the secret is, but I think, and I, and I was actually interviewing a guy the other day, and and he mentioned this concept of going slow to go fast. And I never really heard it framed that way before, but I like it. I am definitely like a gas pedal type person. You know, we, we've been growing like crazy. We, we made the Inc. 5000 list now for, for three years in a row. We're growing very rapidly, but I don't like crazy, like harried, you know, hair on fire, pull my hair out growth. I yeah. do like deliberate growth. And so for us, you know, I think to, and I also heard it framed this way before that sometimes to, to scale, you have to do things that don't scale. And, mm. and so I really am a believer in team and culture and investing in the team and that it's kind of slow to begin with but it can lead to to immense scale so so i think building the right structures and the right processes and i'm i'm more of a creator big picture thinker so i'm not great at creating processes right that's what our coo sarah edwards is great at that but i see the value and so so i'm a big believer in team processes and systems and then you apply some creative genius to that and some other elements and, and you can really take off oh, Awesome. Awesome. That's great. I mean, those are really like your, your staff are high leverage points for you, right? There's yeah. just absolutely no way you could grow without an incredible staff. So I, I love that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and it takes time. Like you can't just hire someone and say, okay, hey, here, not for what we do. You can't just hire someone and say, hey, here's our SOPs. Just go do it. Like we spend time, you know, investing in our team and training our team and collaborating and we get, you know, constant improvement. We got several mechanisms we use internally for constant improvement, but, but it all, you know, pays off for sure. Yeah. We're going to move on to our lightning round here. Sweet. I hope you are ready. I'm ready. What is your favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Favorite tool? Uh, Loom. So if I've got to shoot a quick note to a client or, uh, and this ha this happens more often, a team member's asking me like, hey, what about this thing? I love just shooting a quick Loom video, screen capture video, firing off that link. It's super easy to use. The team seems to like it a lot. So Loom, awesome. I think I made six Looms within about 10 minutes before we had our interview today. <laughs> like I couldn't even live without Loom. Like it's... I, know. <laughs> I know, and it doesn't take long. It's like you, you use it two or three times. You're like, whoa. I could use this for everything. Yeah. I'm just and it's like my wife click. Loom videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's great. Uh, favorite podcast or audio book that you're listening to right now? Ooh, that's a good one. So I am an audible junkie. I listen to lots and lots of, of audio books. I would say like my one of my all-time favorite audiobooks that I recommend to anybody is Made to Stick by Chip and Dan Heath. Mm, There's yeah. so many elements in that book that translate into good YouTube and Facebook ads. So Made to Stick, highly recommend it. The one I'm listening to now, though, is called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Oh, great That's book. fantastic. Yeah, so I'm really, it's really kind of blowing my mind. And I'm like, I'm a pretty disciplined person. But I'm like, why didn't I listen to this like 10 years ago? This would have been super helpful. So Atomic Habits is awesome. I remember after I read Atomic Habits, I, I loved the idea of habit stacking right? That they talk yes. about. And so I decided, I was like, you know, every day, and this is when we used to work in the office every day, uh, we were on the 12th floor. I was like, okay, I'm going to take the stairs every day because that's going to, that's going to create this habit. I forget exactly what he calls it, but it's like, it's that way to start a new habit, right? And go down mm -hmm. this like path of new habits. I can't say enough good things about that book. I think I'm going to read so it again. It, it's fun. It, it's like, a, it's a good, it's a good read. It's enjoyable. And yes, yeah, super helpful, super practical. That's great. If you could sit down with anybody for an hour, have some beer, wine, coffee, tea, 
scotch, whatever. They have to be alive. Who would it be? I do enjoy some scotch and some good bourbon as well. So who would I want to sit down with now? I think this answer would vary kind of depending on the phases. Like I would have a few years ago, I definitely would have picked a tech entrepreneur, right? Like, and I'm, I'm a huge Google fan. So it would have been Larry Page or uh, Eric Schmidt or somebody at Google because I'm, I'm a huge Google person. I think now though, just like where I am with the team and what I'm seeing, like my highest and best use of time for the company. I may sit down with, with John Maxwell. He's like the leadership guru. Oh uh, yeah. Le- really good at leadership, like developing you as a leader, developing your, your team as leader. So I would maybe sit down with him. But if you asked me that question in another week, it would probably be a different answer. Cause I, I would like to have like lunch and or beers and or scotch with lots and lots of smart people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Brett, where can people find out more about you? And do you have a resource for us? I do. Yeah. So omgcommerce.com. That's the, the agency site. That's the best place to, place to go. Under resources, we have a page uh, called guides. And there's awesome. several free guides that I put together that I think people really geek out on. So, so you know, we touched on just a few things that make a good YouTube ad. I have a, a guide there that's a top YouTube ad examples and templates. And in that guide, I think we have like 16 or 17 of, you know, some of the most successful YouTube video ads. And, and I break them down. I kind of categorize them and, and say, hey, what's the formula behind why this works? And you kind of use this as a template. And so that, that's probably our most downloaded guide. And it is important because I think as people listen to this, they probably got you know some key points on, on what makes for a great YouTube ad, but that's that's going to kind of blow your mind and, and go next level on, on really getting the winning formula for YouTube ads. Wow. Amazing. That's so great. And where can people connect with you? Yeah. So I am on the socials. I am on Facebook, although uh, I know another great book is Deep Work. Actually, he may be the guy to hang out with too, the, the uh, Cal Newport that wrote the, the book Deep Work. But anywho, I'm, so I'm spending less time on Facebook, but I am on Facebook uh, and Instagram, LinkedIn. Check me out there. Uh, so yeah, really willing to connect to any of those places. I'm just not all that active. Awesome. Right. Thank you so much for your time today. Uh, this is an awesome interview. Jordan, thanks for having me, man. Really appreciate it. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.